blue and white at night. We this is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Hyman has difficulties getting it out, and they don't get it out. And it's chipped to the wall by Matthews and still not clear. Finally on the right wing for Marner. He's going to launch it towards an empty net, and he gets a fortuitous bounce, and in it goes. That took, that was going wide and it hit the edge of the puck and turned about 35 degrees and into the net it went. Well, that one was too close, but another win for the backup goalie. The Leafs doubling up the Ottawa Senators 4-2 in Canada, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. Many thanks to Sam McKee and Josh Santos for their hard work behind the glass. And so the Maple Leafs game, one of two here in the back-to-back. Are you doing like the uh, the two-sweet sign here? Yeah, we're there too. Yeah. Oh, like Josh and Sam, NWO they were doing Wolf it to Pack. themselves, but you get no. Okay. Actually, I'm looking like this looks like the goalpost for Mitch Marner, right? And uh, our buddy Steve Fellin, he brings up that uh, the, the quick stat. Right? Yeah, yeah, stat guy here. When Marner and Matthews score in a game like they did tonight because uh, Marner scores that empty net goal, yeah. Leafs are 24-1-2. and two. Is that so good? That's good. They've only lost one of 27 games. Now, that also means they get at least two goals in those games. And if you were the Leafs were a football team and you were waiting by their bus and they came off, you would think Mitch Marner was their kicker. So there you go. It's only apropos that he did the field goal kind of to cement it. All right, Gord, we, we have a lot to get to here over the next hour. Uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will drop by again. The Maple Leaf now at the uh, the Key Bank Center tomorrow night for the back-to-back. Frederick Anderson will start. I don't know about you, but leaving this game, even winning this hockey game, I have a sour taste in my mouth. This was not, by any stretch, an impressive, impressive effort from this Maple Leafs team. A team who should be urgent, fighting for their playoff lives. I was joking with Roger Lajoie as we transitioned him off and us on that Ottawa's payroll. Is it possible to joke with Roger? Yeah. Well, okay. That's quite good. a bit uh, yes. because it is a joke that Ottawa's payroll is like 49 million. Toronto's big four make like 40 million. Yeah. And I would argue Ottawa by far the better team in this hockey game. Well, I don't know about that. I, I don't have a sour taste when you win, you win. Okay. A uh, win is two points. And part of being a good team or even being a great team is when you are, and they are in an element, the first ever Sheldon Keefe kind of, Funk. I mean, before the All Star game, it was it was more McCoy. readily visible. What I'm just saying, you know, they so so they win, they leave, they get the two points, but you can't be impressed how they played to ugly. your point. Well, I, it would have been it would have been an ugly loss. It would have been an oh. ugly loss. But the their 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 form of late was they're up three nothing, like they should be against yes. a team like Ottawa. And then, as you and I talked about many things, you mentioned just like uh, they back in, they're tentative. They seem to lack some jam, whatever. All of a sudden, team defensively, and you heard it there before Marner scores that goal. They actually screw up twice getting the puck out. Matthews actually makes a hell of a play to get it out, and then Marner, but but they, you know, Ottawa was coming at them at the end. So uh, I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that. But on a day when the Florida Panthers lost, you win. Sometimes job one. Job two, three, four that you like to see and you can do. You hope they get it back. But job one was getting the two points. All right, here for my praise now. They found a backup goalie. Thank anybody out there listening right now to us. They found a backup goalie. Jack Campbell, 3011, a 2.4919. That's all you need from your backup goalie, Gord. I thought he was solid in this game. 
made some big-time stops in the third period, and that is all you need and all you can ask for from your backup goaltender. You know, the, the, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. first of all. And, uh, boy, it's it's. I, will it be a backup goaltender or will it be a goaltending tandem? I don't know. He's no. playing like he wants it. No, he's playing like he wants. Maybe, maybe he can be the Hudobin, you know, or, uh, of whatever. Or he could be uh, the Halak to Tukarask. I don't know. You know, the guy was the top goaltender picked way back when. He never established in the draft. That one year was never established himself as the number one goaltender. But tonight, I thought was his best game, Nick. They really needed him tonight. The other games, he's been good enough to win. He's like given the, all you want is that good enough goaltending. Yeah. And he's given that good enough goaltending. I thought tonight, and because Ottawa had excellent goaltending. And that's, you know, that's kind of what killed the Leafs one game as well when you had good, great goaltending by Florida. Bobrovsky, I guess the last game he plays, last game he's played well uh, against Toronto that particular game. So you felt good, good, good goaltending on the other way in Ottawa. There's no slouch in that department. So I, I was really pleased from a Toronto point of view how Jack Campbell played. 25 saves here for Jack Campbell. Again, a 4-2 win for the Maple Leafs on the road. And as Gord astutely brought up, the Florida Panthers somehow lost to a Connor mcdavid list Edmonton Oilers team without Zach Cassian, Mr. Sweet, Sweet Chin Music himself, who uh, kicked Eric Chernak the other day. So he's got a seven-gamer. And they still lost, um, which is great news for the Maple Leafs. Um, the Panthers still have that game in hand, although you gain two more points than them in the standings, which is crucial. So I see where you're coming at, you know, and I like the fact that we're glass half empty, half full at times, you know, the positive and the negative go together. But, the, you know, looking at this game, that's the important part, I guess, when you take away, they won this hockey game. You just forget about it and move on to Buffalo tomorrow night. Yeah, they, they bent but didn't break. Yeah. And that's that's been, you know, they've broken sometimes. And uh, yeah, it was good enough to win. You know, what a game if you're an Ottawa, if you're a Toronto fan. Now, you don't really care. You're just pumped that they won. And when Marner gets that empty net goal, you're super pumped. That may have been as vocal an opposing building as the Leafs ever been to because Ottawa's not drawing anything, struggling attendance-wise, and just a great opportunity. And fans, you know, they 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 save up. They plan. They go to Montreal. They go to other places. But this one in Ottawa tonight, I mean, Jason Spets had talked about it before the game. He was a diehard Ottawa senator. I mean, they were great teams and great battles with the Leafs in the playoffs. And, it makes him sad to see 9,000 attendants like they've had in recent home games. Yeah, it's 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 sad. But again, from a Leafs perspective, it's really cool to see how this team travels and the crowd and going to Canada and watching a hockey game there and supporting the blue and white here in a 4-2 win. I thought it was ironic too, considering this trend we've been talking about of the Maple Leafs running the first shot on goal in for a goal that they, in fact, turned the tables tonight. Oh, and my goodness. And their first shot on goal, yeah. Austin Matthews, goes a five-hole on Marcus Hogberg, who was great and got a mercy pull, by the way, which seemed to ignite his team, by the way. So credit to DJ Smith for pulling that off and uh, bringing in the veteran uh, Craig Anderson. But uh, a beautiful finish there by Matthews, and it's the Leafs this time we score in the first shot of the game. Yeah, and that goaltender pull, Nick, is really showing how the Leafs were dominating. When they were up 3 nothing. like he felt that, that the goaltender, Hogberg, wasn't getting much support. So it was a mercy pull. Uh, it did get the kind of reaction, which is really all he wanted to do. It wasn't an indictment about Hogberg's play. But, yeah, the Leafs decided rather than like seven times they've given up a goal on the first shot against, let's get that one nothing lead. And then then you never look back. And, you know, that's another difference. I mean, Dallas is a way better team than Ottawa. But you, you know, still then you were playing chasing. You were trying to catch it. You were pursuing with Dallas. We're here. Whatever happened when things went a little bit south late in the game for the Maple Leafs, you were the one being chased because you created a bit of a cushion. And you and, and you played really good hockey. Yeah. There were no soft goals. You're right. And again, they, they showed us something uh, early in this game. I was, you know, looking for a response, certainly. Um, sometimes you're just going to lose games. Fact of the matter, Dallas came into Scotiabank Arena back on Thursday and were the better team in that game and deserved two points in that hockey game. But 
It's all about response this time of year, especially for a Maple Leafs team who prides itself on being a really good team. They're a little little top-heavy with the big boys, but they think they're a playoff team, and most of us do agree with that sentiment. This team is a playoff team, but now it's another thing to get there, and I think this is obviously uh, big on that road to getting to the Stanley Cup playoffs, and with that, um, sort of building some momentum, right? You, these are the tougher games, in my opinion, to play. The ones against teams that have nothing to lose. Like, and we've Absolutely. been talking about it all season long. Yeah. The Ottawa Senators, scored have been out since the first week of the season. But one thing I've learned about Ottawa this year, they're always going to give you their best effort. Like, you struggle to find... If if I were to ask you right now who the leading scorer was in the Ottawa Senators, you'd be perplexed to find out it's a former Leaf. He'd be 18th on the Maple Leaf. Uh, Connor Brown's the leading scorer. And that's with all due respect to the Brown family. Love being a Maple Leaf. Now an Ottawa Senator, part of the Zaitsev CC deal last summer. But it's not like this team has has weapon after weapon up front. And that's what discouraged me the most about almost losing this game to the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, and Anthony Duclair made a great yeah. play at one goal. You thought it might have been deflected off him. He's something like a 20 games without a goal. So that's why a Connor Brown is leading them in scoring because Declare had been off to a meteoric yeah. start. I, I really, like last year, they really, say, packed it in, the Ottawa Senators. It, it was an ugly, ugly season. And this year, there's been a lot more positives. There's Shabbat, there's Kachuk, there's draft picks coming. But just, you know, whether it's Connor Brown, those are the, Ron Hainsey, those are the right kind of guys to have to give you some effort and give you some kind of drive. And, you know, tonight's game showed that, that it was, you know, 3 nothing quite often when you're a team and it's this this time of the year. And we've seen it with the Red Wings a lot. And all of a sudden, the other team gets up you 3 nothing. You lose about 6-1, what have you. But but they battled. They showed up and battled tonight. I give the, I give the Ottawa Senators credit. Uh, just looking at the out-of-town scoreboard as well, Montreal only gains a point. Uh, they're, they're pretty much done. Uh, but Tyler Sagan snaps that 17-game goalless trout. Now, I guess, uh, on fire. Had a couple goals in this game, including the OT winner. So Dallas comes from behind. They're down 3 nothing in this game. Come from behind to win 4-3 in overtime in that one. I kid you not, Gord. It's got that weird feeling this time of year. The deadline's nine days roughly away. It's been eerily quiet, has it not, on the trade front? Rumors? I know the Maple Leafs um, made a small type deal. It's just more... Yeah, and Jason Sucker was... I mean, yeah. that, that was a real hockey trade, but you're uh, you, you're right in a sense. We're kind of waiting for that, you know, like Tampa, that New York Ranger-Tampa Bay deal for a couple of years ago, and... Is it going to happen, though, unlikely, though? I think the Zucker one's going to be the deal. I don't know. I think more and more you're, you're fine. And also the fact that Pittsburgh, see, when Pittsburgh upgrades himself, that's that's kind of a cry to other teams that, wow, there's a bit of a challenge thrown down. But you don't make a deal just for making a deal. And now certain teams uh, will have to make, well, I mean, look at San Jose tonight. Eric Carlson out for the season, breaks his thumb in their 2 nothing win against the Minnesota Wild. And uh, now you wonder the San Jose Sharks, do they enter the fray aggressively about making trades? So I think a few teams had to had to point, had to really figure out Will they, in fact, be sellers? And now you just keep going. And quite often you just keep going. It's like, it's like a house. You try to, uh, except with a finite deadline. So you keep trying to work it, work it. And then some have a plan B when they can't do their plan A. And, you know, at some point now, Nick, they'll start going to their plan B. I right. want to see some creativity here, by the way. Um, we see, I know it's different. People like to relate it. Why can't they be like NBA GMs? The, the cap situation is different in that. So league. what do you mean by creativity? Just, you know, implement a couple, like do a three-team trade if you can. A four, like, you know, get creative with what you can do. And I get the cap situation, the cap constraints in this league are different but so we, like colorado nashville ottawa too. yeah like something that like that because that wasn't apparently a three-way deal it was a, it was a deal and then it turned into another deal uh, but something like that like i thought that was creative the way those t- three teams got together and constructed something and i'd like to see that we see it in major league baseball all the time why not in the nhl world and again i preface by saying i know it's more difficult to do that in this cap world but i think creativity is paramount and i think you look at the rental market too the, the, there's not 
there's not big names. Like Taylor Hall isn't getting traded out of the desert uh, after he goes there back in December. You're looking at guys, you know, like uh, Chris Kreider, I think, is the paramount name to watch on the market. Even Ottawa tonight, J.G. Pajot could resign, could go. Like, th- there's not enough pendulum swingers on there, I think, that it's more likely, in my opinion, Jason Zucker's a guy with term. More term contracts are going to go as opposed to the rental market heating up here. Oh, well, well that would be... That would be cool. That yeah. would be exciting. That would be creative because right now it's 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 meat and potatoes, hired gun for a draft pick, something like that. Then around the uh, NHL draft and around free agent time, some real hockey trades that are made. But, you, you know, you make a point about in basketball, they do do it more about the uh, three-way trade. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, why it doesn't happen. Well, like, usually basketball is something that you need one more piece and quite often it's one more salary. You know, maybe it's something too t- – probably in hockey, two teams can figure that out a little bit more amenably – than in, in the NBA where you have to be a bit more creative. But that's the word, creative. That's Gord, that is Gord Stelic. I appreciate that. I'm Nick Alberga here on Leafs Nation Post Game, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. The Leafs back in the win column after a 4-2 win here on the road, visiting Canada, more like a home game there. But the Maple Leafs will visit another building that they travel well in Buffalo coming up on Sunday night. And again, the underlying story to me, they, they weren't great in this game, notwithstanding the first uh, period or so. I thought the Maple Leafs played well in this game. But... Just more so the fact that we can't hammer this home enough. They're getting quality play out of their backup goalie. And I just think this is massive. I think we're going to look back in two months from now and say, hey, that was a really smart move by Kyle Dubas to shore up that position before. And it was getting out of hand with all due respect to Michael Hutchinson. But Campbell's come in here. Kyle Clifford's played a role early on. And the early returns, I'm I'm positive about that deal. I'm feeling yeah, good. I was wondering which way they go goaltending-wise. I was very keen if Jack Campbell were going to be the guy. So... You know, so you're right about it. And, and it's, you know, interesting, Nick, now that we can kind of not worry about the goaltending, then you look in the in the big picture. And when you talk about, you know, not, not having a good taste about a win like tonight for the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's because we are trained now, what is it, two years, to think these are legitimate Stanley Cup contender. And I, and I shared that feeling. I didn't think they were going to win the Cup last year, but I shared that growth projection. And I think right now we're saying, Okay, maybe that still is the case. And if they get in the playoffs, who knows what can happen. But right yeah. now, it's a little puzzling that, no, this, that ship sailed this year. So so these games, you're annoyed because you go, they're fighting for a playoff spot. Exactly. And then they're, then, then they're having, you know, ordinary games against the Ottawa Senators. I mean, where is this team that for a couple of years was home and cooled out during the regular season, home and cooled out for the playoffs, home and cooled out like at the halfway point, the two-third point, and, you know, a lot of exciting games that went on. And, um, yeah, we haven't seen we, – we didn't see it all early on, but they did get it back together. So I think in some ways this is going to be a good kind of growing experience when they look back on it, this adversity. I think we're looking for that statement game again, right? Like we saw – I forget the team earlier this year where they blew them out of the water. I, I think they've been few and far between, but that's the next game I'm looking for for the Maple Leafs to say, you know what, we're here. We're in a playoff run. We're serious about doing something in the playoffs. And that's what I'm sort of missing – from this Maple East team is, is sort of that flex, that muscle flex that says, Hey, we're a legitimate hockey club. And uh, you, you, you would have thought that would have been the Florida game. Exactly. And then maybe the Montreal game. So you're right. I, but the Florida in particular, it should have been a statement game. So you're saying, yeah, there was a statement game. They didn't show up the first time. And last time they blew it last time they really showed up and they blew it. That's a statement game. You know, a team that's lost game sevens, you got to get used to winning these statement games. Mm-hmm. And you can say after the all-star break, there were great wins in Nashville, great road win in Dallas as well. They were, but the statement game, 
you're right, was the Florida Panthers. I don't know I don't know when the next statement game comes up. Maybe it's against Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. You know, if, if you're able to win in a certain manner that way, it's not so much Buffalo. I mean, they, these these are games you expect to win. Yeah. But you're right about that. just that statement game. And it was a statement game against Chicago a couple of years ago where Joel Quenville made that comment about, wow, I'm seeing a lot of similarities to what we had in Chicago, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, and, and you're saying, wow, what better authority than that? And you you saw it. And here we are two and a half years later and lacking statement games. Yeah, and missing some crispness in their game. But again, next thing you know, you look and they've won what three of the four three of the last four games this Maple Leafs team. Yeah. So you can you can quickly change the narrative. And again, it's a back to back. We always love to go through the numbers of back to back, but I thought it was a, a subtle move here uh, by Sheldon Keefe to go with Jack Campbell, his backup in the first game of the back-to-back and give Frederick Anderson the Buffalo Sabres. The Maple Leafs have had their issues, as we know, at Key Bank Center the last little while. And uh, I'm intrigued to see how this Maple Leafs team comes out against Buffalo because pretty much, in my opinion, the season is on the line for the Buffalo Sabres tomorrow. You need to win in regulation. And again, they've got a lot of work to do if they have any intention of making it um, close in terms of the playoff picture do the Buffalo Sabres. But that that's a another big-time game, I would say, for both teams. And you talk about separation in the standings. Look at what Tampa's done in the last little while, creating separation between them and everybody. Separation, wow. <laughs> they don't lose anymore. That's a chasm. They, were, they weren't even great today, and they won. You know? Austin Matthews played 17 minutes, 37 seconds. Last game, he played over 27 minutes, which I love, because yeah. that their only chance to, die to, to tie Dallas was to ride him. But yeah. that that's a much more reasonable amount for a back-to-back tomorrow night. So, you you know, you got a goaltender that won't be fatigued, and then a guy like Austin Matthews, you played still got four shots tonight. And uh, a goal, an assist, plus one, and a penalty. He doesn't get penalties very often. But, Only eight uh, penalty minutes this year. That's hey, it. Lady, Lady Bing. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if he cares or not. It's still got some still got some luster and swag. You know what I like, too, is John Tavares has elevated his play the last little while. He is so underrated, he I is. find. like Because he, he's not, for a number one overall pick, I've always loved watching the way he played and the way he plays in the blue area and the greasy area. But yeah, he's a, he's relatively an ordinary skater for a number one overall pick because you Always see the way, that way yeah. yeah you see the way the other guys can skate. But I yeah, his nose to the grindstone, and there there's a great example, and there's a compete factor. He's kind of saying it ain't coming easy for us right now, you know. So you got to work hard, you got to compete every second you're out there, and he's setting the example. Imagine you didn't have guys who can grind like him because uh, you know Matthews ain't grinding like that, Marner ain't grinding like that. There are guys on this team aren't grinding like that, and I think that's a really good point when it comes. To John Tavares I've really noticed that the last little while he's really elevated his play he was good in this game again and uh, contributes to a 4-2 win a place that has history in the career of John Tavares we know back dating back to the world junior um, there in Ottawa so it's Nick Alberga and Gord Selleck just getting started here on Leafs Nation post game uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca still to come we'll, uh, we're, we're hoping to hear from Sheldon Keefe his post game remarks here in game one or two in this weekend back to back and uh, we'll also go inside the locker room. We'll have a look around the league again, nine days or so away from uh, the NHL trade deadline at 3 p.m. Eastern time on February 24th. It's Alberga and Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow along via Twitter. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Breaking down. What's up? What's up? This is Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Gord Stelic says, what's up? This is Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by what's your GTA up? Acura retailers. I love the commercials on I know, the station. Dude. They're Luke, incredible. Luke Fox is up. 
Yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to talk to Luke momentarily. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga breaking down a 4-2 win here in Canada for the Maple Leafs. Follow along on Twitter. Tell Gord how you feel about this victory at Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy, where you can find us. And now we go down to Scotia, or not Scotia Bangor, we go down to Canada and join the one and only Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca to break this down. Luke, what did you think of this 4-2 win here against the Sens? Well, I mean, they got the points, which is the most important thing. And I, I think scoring first is huge. Um, they talked a lot about how Dallas got ahead early in, in the last game and kind of locked it down. And, you know, Sheldon Keefe will tell you, like, this is a different team playing with the lead versus playing catch-up. Um, so I think it helped that they got the lead. And in the third period, uh, they continued to press and, and almost, you know, tried to extend the lead. Um, even when the, the fans pushed, which is what they didn't do a week ago in Montreal. They kind of sat back on their heels and, and hoped for the best. Here they kept pushing, uh, and it paid off. You know, that this is this is a good win. Um, you know, the Sens obviously are a weaker team. This is a game they should win, but it's, it's point-collecting season right now, and they got the two points. Jack Campbell now has seven out of eight possible points since the trade, um, so they're getting points from their backup, which is a positive. Austin Matthews ties uh, David Pasternak for the lead in the Rocket uh, with his 42nd. So a lot of positives tonight. Yeah, I was saying that Nick and I were kind of half arguing, kidding, whatever. Just the we point always being argue, is, yeah. Yes, but you know, to your point, it's about collecting points right now, and I think Leaf fans have to regear. We have to acknowledge that the headiness of after the John Tavares signings, thinking the Stanley Cup would be battled for every season. Hasn't happened. It has not materialized. So, you know, there's still some more growing pains to do. And the big thing now is get to the playoffs. Then you never know what could happen. But the big, it's just a very different animal now. They're not where they were the last two years. So just getting points alone, regardless of the artistry, is huge. Absolutely. And also, you know, buying time for this team to get healthy. You know, that I think, you know, we kind of have forgotten because it's already been a while. But Morgan Riley is a big and huge important piece of this team. And he's been out for weeks now and probably isn't going to be coming back till late March. So as long as they hang in there, you know, the Florida Panthers lost today, which is a bonus for Toronto fans. Uh, and, that, you know, there's just so many game breakers. You know, it, what, what stood out to me is you look on the, the stat sheet and there's Connor Brown who scored against tonight. Um, he's actually right here in front of me, you know, a little bit of a mini uh, reunion with the 2018-19 Leafs, Tyler Ennis, all these guys catching up. But here he is leading the Ottawa Senators in scoring, and this was a guy that they deemed was too expensive for their fourth line. It just shows the depth on this team and, and the number of game breakers that Toronto has. So if they can get into the playoffs and they can get a little bit healthier, uh, you know, I, I think the parity at the NHL has been well discussed. If they get hot at the right time, now they're getting better goaltending, you know, they can do some damage. Do you sense a difference in sort of the comments of the players inside the locker room and also Sheldon Keefe when it comes to games that are not being played by Frederick Anderson? And I'm talking about Jack Campbell. I thought he was solid again in this game. 25 saves, now 3-0-1 as a Maple Leaf. Yes. Um, they were saying the right thing when, when Michael Hutchison was the backup. You know, they were, they were supportive of him. They, they were um, saying that they trusted him. But the way they talk about Jack is different um they, their faces light up they talk about what a great guy he is how seamlessly he's fit into the room they love his energy austin matthews was saying that the two of them drove to practice the other day and, and just had a blast you know getting getting to know each other uh they have confidence in this guy uh they, they love how you know vocal he is in the room 
and how hard he works in practice. Jason Spezza was going on and on the other day about how he'll stick around and take shots because Spezza's like this rink rat who just wants a backup to just stick around and, and hang around later and doesn't care if he shoots high on him. You know, that's, that's a big part of the, the number two role is, is how you act when you're not starting as well. Um, so he, it, it's kind of incredible how quickly he's become one of the boys. And probably part of that is because he came over with, with a fellow teammate um, in Clifford and the fact that Jake Muzzin knows these guys from their Kings days. But the transition has been really seamless. And, um, you know, you think back a year ago and Jake Muzzin's trade um, wasn't so seamless. You know, he struggled with it. He had a family that he, that he moved all the way from the West Coast and it was a little bit rocky. He wasn't sure where, where to play. And this one just seems like like nothing, like like he's slid in and become one of the guys instantly. Yeah, certainly on the ice that way. It's only been 10 days. You're right. It seems like Jack Campbell's been here forever. Um, it seems like forever ago that the Ottawa Senators were one goal, a crossbar away from being in the Stanley Cup final. And, I, you know, just watching and listening tonight, Luke, uh, boy, that may be as big an opposing crowd I've seen Leaf fans being in another arena. That was... Uh, that that's not fun right now in Ottawa to be an Ottawa Senator fan. They're getting like nine thousand fans at some games. That place must have been rocking with Leaf fans tonight. Absolutely, and even for warm ups. And then at one point in the third period, they were doing the wave like it was a, a Blue Jays game from <laughs> nineteen eighty six or something. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was it was unbelievable the the number of blue sweaters. You know, unfortunately, it, it, it is it is a bummer. And Jason Spezza was talking about it after the, the morning skate today that the Senators have plummeted all the way to 31st uh, across the league in attendance. But this was a sold-out game. This was their most attended game all season. And that's because, you know, so many Leaf fans made the drive and, and just packed the place. And they were vocal. There was go Leaf, go chance, you know, before the game started and, and at various points during the game. And, and Spezza, who's been in the league forever, is, is still impressed at how well Leaf fans travel. He says it, it kind of blows his mind how it doesn't matter where they go. Fans just turn out in droves and, and come decked out in the blue and white. Um, and, you know, you hope that, that for Ottawa's sake, that, that the fan base, and, and I know why they, they've stayed away, but they rally around this team because they do work hard. You know, this is, this is a team who's vastly outmatched tonight in terms of talent, but they didn't get, give up. You know, they had to pull their goalie, and they still scratched and clawed and made it a one-goal game. And, uh, you know, nearly tied it were it not for some nice Jack Campbell saves and dying moments. No doubt. It's always uh, fun to win in Ottawa. Last one before we let you go. Uh, you had the Jack Campbell information first. I'd like to credit you with that. You're a modest guy, and I'm sure you'll take it. But how close are the Leafs and Jake Muzzin on an extension here? Well, the latest is they're talking about a four-year deal. Um, and I think the players really warmed uh, to staying in this in this town. You know, his, his wife's family's um, from around here. He grew up in Woodstock, um, so he has you know, some family support here, which is nice. Um, he, he's really bonded with the group. He feels they can win. Uh, the, the question, I think, is, is can Kyle Dubas give him enough money that it, it sways, to, sways him to, to sign here um, for his next deal? Because really, this could be his last chance to swing for the fences and get as much as he can. So I think it's up to him. It's up to the player. You know, he holds the cards here. He's not RFA, he's UFA. This is probably his last chance to really strike it with Rich. So he has to weigh in his mind. You know, he already has a Stanley Cup ring. Does he think this team 
can win? Does he like it here enough that he's willing to take a little bit less? Because I think if he were to, to push it all the way to July 1, he could get more on the open market. There's not many guys like him that bring you know, leadership like him, a physical element, happy to be a stay-at-home guy. You know, he scored tonight, but that was his first since October. Um, you know, th- those guys aren't, aren't hard, easy to come by. So uh, I think that ultimately the decision lies with him. But the four-year deal is, is what's on the table right now. Yeah, I think four times five and a half makes a lot of sense. And I think you're so right. You deal Jake Muzzin or move on from Jake Muzzin, you're looking for a Jake Muzzin. That's going to cost yeah. you as well and probably a, a, bit, a bit more, right? Yeah, absolutely. So. He's one of those guys. You, you lose him, and then you start looking for him. Yeah. That, like the way that the way they talked about him when he had that broken foot, you know, it was a significant loss. They missed him desperately when he was out. So uh, we've seen what they look like without him, and it, it's not as good. All right, Luke Fox, Jukebox. I appreciate this. Thanks so much. Okay, have a great night, Jen. You as well. The best Twitter handle, aside from the Golden Muzzy, but I'm biased and very, very arrogant. Uh, what about Accord Stelic? Ah. Uh, Kind of mundane when people just well, use people their know. names people as know Twitter what it is. handles. But Here's that's so wonder, you. What is the golden muzzy? What is Luke Box Jukebox, you know? Luke Fox Jukebox? Well, whatever, who? Um, nobody telling, if you saw Gord Stelic's party shirt right now, he's actually going to the club after this broadcast, you would never think it was just his name as his Twitter handle. That's it, yeah. I thought it'd, it'd be, be like Party two, Gord or... Two cans. Yeah, two cats on two King cats, Street. Whatever. We're going to okay, give whatever. him a shout-out. One of the whatever, best whatever, bars on, okay. on King West. Uh, a 4-2 win here for the Maple Leafs. Many thanks to Luke Fox, but... I think, you know, all in all, we do agree with the sentiments of Luke. It's two points. You move on. And again, Gord, uh, not to hammer home the old thoughts of the old coach. You got to start on time. Buffalo's been buzzing. They got Victor Olofsson back in the lineup, which clearly has got Jack Eichel going. You got to jump on them quickly because they're a very vulnerable bunch right now, are the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, and of course, we'll have the game, so we'll yeah. have our keys to victory about that. But, it, you know, it's, at the end of the day, it's I thought point gathering is a good term. And the the other thing is, he brought up, and, and Sheldon Keefe kind of alluded to it on Thursday after the loss to Dallas, just saying, we're not going to practice tomorrow. He kind of intimated that we saw uh, Andreas Janssen get injured. There's just a lot of injuries out there, and there seemed to be some kind of remnants of the flu bug as well. You know, it's been hit a lot of teams, so just, just a lot of things that the Leafs of a team, as a team, have been less than 100%. I don't think Freddie's still 100% either. When you're off for, you know, whatever he is, you need a game or two to get back. Maybe he'll be that way tomorrow. I know it happens every year, but the injury bug just destroying this league right now. As we watch the outdoor game and Philip Grubauer goes down weird for Colorado, that's all they need. Although they have a pretty formidable backup right now, like the Maple Leafs do. But I, it's unbelievable this stretch, even just the last week alone, Gord, of, of big time names going down from McDavid to, you know, Radulov's missing some time, Seth Jones on the back end. You really can't even draw any parallels or parallels or coordination to what's going on here, but it's just a weird, weird moment and uh, time in this season, is it not? Yeah, and, I mean, you start with Connor McDavid, yeah. and, and then you get on the Calgary front as, as exactly. well, going on Giordano, Hamannick, yeah, just, uh, it's just and like, Shea Weber in Montreal, on and on. And in the case of, we'll find out with Grubauer, you know what geez. happened? Uh, aggressive oh, play. He's done. He's, he's out. Yeah. He's re- and it, and it, the 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 worst part was his teammate colliding with him. My goodness. One guy came through, then the second one just kind of bumped when his knee was at an awkward angle. So, yeah, just to your point. Well, you fantasy owners out there, Pavel Francouz is coming into this game, and you probably want to be all over that because Colorado's a good team. they got a four-game week upcoming, and that's the latest from the uh, the outdoor stadium series game. Uh, did not look good as soon as we saw it, and so uh, Grubauer leaving that game. It's 1-1 between Colorado and L.A., 
Meantime, still breaking down a 4-2 win here for the Maple Leafs uh, in Ottawa. Let's hear now from uh, Austin Matthews scores his 42nd of the season earlier tonight. Supi was great for us. I mean, he made some huge saves. Um, I mean, you just see him in there. He's having so much fun. He, uh, he just loves to compete and loves to battle uh, for the guys. And, um, I mean, he came up with some big saves and, uh, you know, obviously a uh, big two points for us to pull up. Looks like Goldberg might have thought you were going upstairs on your goal. What did you see him? I just tried to kind of wait him out and then uh, saw a bit of an opening and just tried to sneak it in there. So, um, yeah, that's about it. What, what did you, you like? like yeah, go yeah, ahead. What did you like about the performance? Any tough team to break down and you guys got out early? What, what did you like about tonight? I think that's what was important is uh, trying to get out to a lead quick and, uh, you know, just try to build off that. Obviously, um, you know, some uh, some stuff. We didn't feel that, uh, you know, went our way uh, the whole game, but I think we just stuck with it even when they uh, made a push. Uh, you know, we, we uh, you know, played back in their end, had some chances, couldn't capitalize on them, but uh, I thought we uh, kind of swayed the momentum back on our side when, uh, when we needed to, and obviously Supi made some really good saves. I guess what a big difference when you're not chasing the game. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, like I said, get out to a lead early, um, you know, for a team that kind of, you know, for the most part, waits for you to make the mistakes and, and uh, kind of plays that patient uh, game, especially in the neutral zone. Uh, you know, suddenly they got to find themselves uh, trying to dictate the play and trying to play in the offensive zone. So then I think that's when we kind of find ourselves, uh, you know, getting those, those odd man chances, odd man rushes, and uh, like we got, and just trying to stay patient. What have you noticed about his first few games? Uh, I mean, he can skate really well. I think uh, it's good that uh, you know him and Sandy kind of uh, are a good duo together. They're comfortable, comfortable with each other, and uh, just try to read off each other out there. So, uh, I mean, Lily's going to be a really good player uh, on this team. Uh, and I think once he uh, you know, continues to play more and more and kind of builds that confidence, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to watch. Jake gets the goal tonight, but just in general, what does he brought to the team since he's come back from the injury? Uh, I mean, I think we've talked about it before. He brings. Uh, you know, a huge element, not just leadership uh, on and off the ice, uh, just a presence in the locker room. Obviously, you got a lot of experience and, um, you know, a really valuable asset to uh, to our team. So, um, you know, a big goal for him tonight. I know he's been, uh, he's been searching for one lately, and uh, so I think that will be awesome, uh, you know, good for him and uh, continue to kind of keep us going. He's a big part of this team. All right, there's Austin Matthews, and I wonder if he's listened to Justin Bieber's new album that he just released on Valentine's Day. Maybe we'll get him on and we'll find that out. But uh, his thoughts on this 4-2 win here, Gordon. Yeah, well, a lot of people thinking the Jordan Bennington challenge to Justin Bieber. Why, the other way I around crunched is, the numbers. He's got like a 3.5 and an 885 save percentage. Yeah. He called out Bieber. Don't do that. Yeah, well, I don't know what Austin's done with Bieber, but Austin playing great. And uh, just that little part about, uh, you know, uh, we heard from Luke Fox just sort of, hanging with uh, Jack Campbell and enjoying it that way, helping Jack Campbell assimilate with the team. I, I've really loved not just the, hey, the guy's got leads. If you lead the NHL in goals, that's good enough. But I've just liked the larger-than-life Austin Matthews play that we've really seen. And we've been seeing it when the team hasn't been playing great. Yeah. Right? You know, when he's not, he's not razzmatazz. He's just kind of, he gets it. He's, you know, he's not, he's not Ovi, right? It's a different kind of style that way. And he got just this level of like cock, not cockiness, but confidence. You know, well, every time he steps on the ice. Yeah, it's like it's like an old western movie. Yeah, you know, just the guy in town, the sheriff in town, everything's under control. Show. And yeah, and he, he, I've really, really, especially like I said, when ta- when the team has not been playing their best, uh, most cohesive hockey, I thought I think he's been playing great two way hockey. You're right. I think we can both agree Austin Matthews has taken another step this season and sort of what he's going to become, what he is, and as an NHL player, and as we know him now, one of the best goal scorers in this league now at 42 di- at tied, excuse me, uh, with David Pasternak. Uh, from there, we're going to roll on. We're going to hear from uh, the head coach, the Maple Leafs, improving to 22 10 and four under this man, Sheldon Keefe. 
Yeah, I would say in part. I mean, Supi, uh, Supi played a good game for us today. I, I thought our team played a good hockey game. Uh, you know, I thought we had a really good second period. You know, they pulled the goaltender, changed his momentum a little bit. Didn't like how we responded for that uh, final segment of the second period. But, you know, I liked a lot about our third period. I think we... Uh, three or four of our best chances of the game come in the third period there. We could have really blown the game open. But, uh, our goalie made a bunch of saves and let them hang around, so it made it interesting. But uh, luckily, uh, we got the, the bounce to go our way on the empty net, which I think we earned that bounce through our play in the third. You touched on it this morning, but what were your emotions personally being in this building as an NHL coach? Well, it was, it was special for me. Uh, nothing to do with the game or anything like that, but just a chance to see many of the people that uh, were important in supporting me and, and my family uh, through our time in Pembroke and the operation of Lumber King. So to have them in the building and a chance to thank them each, you know, in person uh, was important to me. Something, you know, anytime when I would think about a chance for me to coach in the NHL, I right away would think of how can I thank those people and uh, can never say or do anything to really repay them for everything that they sacrificed to, to uh, give me a start and a foundation to be able to coach at that level. Um, but to have them in the building uh, was special and I was happy that it worked out tonight. Jake Mellon was saying that he really feels like you have a good feel of the team going to, to crack the whip, going to positively reinforce things. How do you think you've evolved since day one as a head coach back in November to, to now? I think, you know, I've, I've grown as I've learned, you know, about the league and the schedule and just how quickly you have to reset for the next day and also just how important, you know, framing each win or loss or adversity for the team because you've got to manage the emotions uh, because you don't have time uh, to let things um things faster you got to deal with things so that would be the biggest thing that's been the biggest adjustment coming from the American League it's just how quickly the games do come at you um, and they're kind of relentless especially in this month so that would really be it. Is the faith that the, the town of Pembroke showed in you part of the reason you're able to show faith in uh, I don't know that I'd say there's there's that correlation but um, you know one of the things I, I, I would say is that I think large group of people that believe and support me, uh, give me a chance uh, to prove them right in, in their support. And I think that's something I, I'd like to, you know, instill into the players is to not focus on uh, proving anybody wrong or anything like that, but just focus on, on proving the people right that believe in you, whether it's people within our organization or our fans. Uh, that's really what I would take away from my lessons I've learned there. There you have it, Sheldon Keefe, another win under his belt, now 22-10-4, and and it certainly helps when you have the play of a backup goaltender. Again, nothing against uh, Michael Hutchinson, but Jack Campbell pretty much has advertised now 3-0-1, Gordon. Yeah, he was, and uh, uh, to go add to Sheldon, Sheldon Keefe had to say, he yeah. hosted 40 people from Pembroke in a, in a suite at Canadian Tire Centre. So uh, he, he the lining of his suit jacket he wore behind the Leafs Forever bench was covered in Lumber King's logos. Okay. So he just mentioned that's where he Pembroke, got his yeah. start Pembroke. Then, of course, was uh, in the Sioux with uh, with Kyle Dubas and then, you know, carried on with the Toronto Marlies and that. So he got to go back to his ground roots tonight, which was nice for Sheldon Keefe. Important to note as well, Willie Nylander, 26 goals. Yes. Where's Marvin in his basement now? I just made a random name. Marvin sounds like a pretty decent Kind of complaining about that. Why are you uh, shaking your head, Josh Santos? I don't know. Think of a name. Top of your head. Marvin. Came to my mind. Um, in his basement. 
complaining about basement. William Nylander. Yeah, he's been he's been very good. Now, a couple quick things want yep. to mention, and just because we uh, the passing of Brian Glennie uh, about four or five days ago, yep. seventy two years of age. He was a Toronto Marley and a Toronto Maple Leaf graduated in that and had larger than life presence. Uh, Christy Blatchford got acknowledged at the game the other night, Thursday, which I thought was great. I, I was a big fan and got, and uh, a friend of Christy Blatchford's, larger than life uh, journalist. And we're just uh, finding out. We knew it. We know we've been in bad health, but uh, Tony Fernandez yeah. has died. Mm-hmm. And you know, as we're talking, to Nick, about these Toronto Maple Leafs like Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Nylander, who you just spoke of, and others, that was this Jays team. He was a big part of it. He, he was a big part of a trade that brought them Joe Carter and Robbie Alomar that won the World Series. So he never actually won the World Series in 92-93. But he was a huge piece of that team turning it around starting in 1984 or so to be what the Leafs are still trying to be. Yeah. You know, to be that really elite team year to year to year to year. So uh, that is sad news. I thought he was making some progress. But Tony Fernandez, uh, Blue Jay great. Yeah. Fun to watch. Has Su- died. Suffered a uh, brain stroke and a kidney complication, obviously, with that. Um, selected to five All-Star games, four gold gloves, and a World Series, of course, back in 1993. So, uh, yes, our, our thoughts and prayers with the Fernandez family. Clearly at a difficult time. Tony Fernandez, uh, former Blue Jay great, passing away. Uh, a tough segue. We'll try our best. But here, a, a 4-2 win for the Maple Leafs scored. So it's a back-to-back we used to love these conversations even two weeks ago, but again, we feel a bit more confident. The backup plays tonight, 3-0-1, Jack Campbell is a Maple Leaf. Tomorrow night, it'll be Frederick Anderson in Buffalo. Yeah, and uh, and we do move forward. We do move on. And, yep. and, you know, we were debating. There were so many back-to-back games, and we'd say, okay, why can't he try to give Michael Hutchinson the easier game? And Michael Hutchinson's defense, he always started the second game. It was a tougher game, yada, yada, yada. But now... You know, that's such has been the stature of Jack Campbell again in only 10 days. It doesn't matter. And, you know, Jonas Enroth and Michael Hutchinson didn't get off to good starts as the backup. And that's a problem. Imagine if Jack Campbell did the same thing. Like, it's tough when you come in and you get graded so so heavily early on. But the guy's got like an A-plus record so far. So, you don't, so you're not even splitting hairs that way. You're, all, you're actually saying, and, you know, some people now are speculating. It's almost like the heat's on Freddie a bit or just saying, hey, if Freddie gets hurt and tired in that, then let's let this Jack Campbell guy go a little bit more. But whatever it it's is. classic Toronto, Gordon. Yes. Yeah, whatever it is. People got to watch some L.A. hockey for the last five years. Uh, anyways. <laughs> whatever it is, uh, it's nice not to have that. That, w- that would be our debate, Nick. That would be a big part of our debate on the back-to-back game shows. Yep, um, and should note as well, Dan Milstein, the agent for Igor Korshkov, tweeting out actually during the game that Igor Korshkov has been recalled by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, a second-round pick from 2016 actually scored the winner in a thriller tonight for the Marlies, has been recalled by the Maple Leafs, presumably to make his debut, you'd think, in Buffalo. I I, I think the Leaf PR staff's ecstatic that his agent, Dan Milstein, breaks that. You know, he could have waited for a little bit, but that would exactly be it, and... and uh, Stop he, the presses, Gord. And Sheldon Keefe alluded to that, that they were looking to mix some things up and get some fresh legs in Buffalo. So, yeah. yeah. So and by, right and by the way, we'll talk some out-of-town scores. Claude Julien was, I mean, he was on, on it with the Montreal Canadiens as far as his criticism of the officials. Big yeah, time. and uh, that's not the only person in the NHL going through that. Evander Kane as well gets a three-game suspension. Just been a crazy, crazy frantic last week in the NHL. Many thanks to Sam McKee and Josh Santos to you, Gord Stelic. And again, join us for Leafs Nation pregame coming up at 6.30 Eastern time on Sunday. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening here. Brought to you by your GTA Acura Retailers.